Broadcasting live from the Hocking Hills in the Out of the Boat Ministry headquarters, you're listening to Cast the Net. Here's your hosts, Matt Hines and Sean Fraunfelder. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, we want to thank you um, again for a great opportunity. Um, Lord, we uh, we ask that your presence be here with us uh, tonight. Lord, we, we pray that you uh, guide our conversation. Uh, Lord, we uh, we pray that you give a little bit more understanding to uh, some scripture that we may get into tonight. Uh, Lord, we... Uh, we talked about on the last uh, the last time we were together that uh, Lord, there is no better commentary for the Bible than the Bible itself. So Lord, uh, we pray that you uh, continue to uh, speak to us, uh, continue to uh, reveal your word to us, and make it clearer to us. Uh, Lord, again, we pray that we don't say anything that we're not supposed to, and Lord, we pray that uh, uh, whatever we do say, uh, Lord, that it comes from from you, uh, Lord. Thank you so much for everything that you do for us, Lord. We love you. I'm going to pray this in the holy and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. So welcome to Cast the Net podcast number two, brought to you by Out of the Boat Ministries. Um, my name is Sean Fraunfutter, and I'm joined once again with Matt Hines. Hey, thanks for having me back. And Adam Sean. Hey. And Adam is once again making us sound amazing. Maestro. So, um, last time we were together, last time we talked, we were on the top. We're kind of lukewarm. All right. Um, and, but that's kind of the, that's the, that's the church age that we're in right now. We're in the Laodicean church age, the lukewarm church age. Uh, so, it kind of makes sense why you get so many people that are kind of so-so. You know, I, I go to church once a month. I go once, you know, twice a week. I'm not really that committed. I don't really read my Bible. I mean, it just it kind of makes sense because this, this is the church age that we're in. We're in the Laodicean church age. Um, But that's always been something that hasn't sat with me. And, and, and look, we've been getting together now on group for five, six years? Yes, six. All right. So you know this has been a topic that I brought up before, works. All right? And typically when I do, I just start getting people that that want to, you know, try to say that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make this a works-based faith and and, you know, it's not about works because it's already been done, you know, we're already in heaven. According to Ephesians, we're already at the right hand of the... You know, so I get that a lot. And and it's something that kind of... I don't know, it's a pet peeve of mine. Because I've never, I've never come at it by saying, hey, you need to do this, this, and this, and that's it's going to make you saved. What I do say is, if you are saved, then you should see this, this, and this. Right, almost to a point, they should be excited to do this stuff. Right, right. But here is the thing that, through the study that I've been going through, that was pointed out to me. 
right? Now, all of us have different uh, translations of the Bible, all right? So you wouldn't pick this up if you have NIV or if you have ESV, all right? If you're How about uh, ESPN? Uh, you still wouldn't pick it up there okay. either. Just for clarification. Just for clarification. Thank you. But if you have King James, which I want to say none of you do, uh, it's in there. So let me go through here. So Revelation 2, verse 2. I know thy works. Verse 9, I know thy works. All right, so the first one was to the church in Ephesus. The second one was to the church of uh, Samirna. The third one is to Pergamos, which is verse 13, I know thy works. And then the fourth letter, Thyatira, Verse 19, I know thy works. And then Revelation 3, the letter to Sardis, I know thy works. Verse 1. Then the church uh, in Philadelphia, verse 8, I know thy works. And then to the church in Laodicea, which is the last one. I know thy works. Gentlemen, there will be there'll be a day when we're going to stand in front of Christ. And I believe this is going to be one of the things he's going to say to us. I know thy works. Now, just what Adam said a little bit ago, I know thy works, but he also knows your heart. So again, please don't ever hear me to say you need to be doing stuff for the for the kingdom or for the church or however you want to because it's going to give you salvation. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. But for those men who want to sit home and not do anything, for those men who want to uh, check the box off because they've been to church for an hour and 15 minutes this week, they haven't... Re- open up their Bible. They haven't had any kind of conversation with anybody that was any kind of kingdom conversation or scripture conversation. Um, You're going to be asked that question. And how do you want to be able to answer that question? I think for clarity's purposes, let me just state this. Um, We as Castanet we as Out of the Boat Ministries, we're not saying the only Bible you should be reading is the King James. No, I'm not. I'm just saying in that... No, and that's why I, I like the fact that we can go to a King James and you can read that, mm-hmm. or you can go to an NIV, or you can go to the ESV. Yeah, the wording will be a little bit different, but, yeah. I, but I wanted it to be those words sure. there, and that came from... Then that's in King James. Yeah, no. And, and so just for clarity out there, uh, if you have an NIV... Good for you. You know, if you have a King James, uh, we do not believe that the King James is the only Bible that you should be reading. If you're not going to be reading out of that, then you're going to hell. That's not who we are. We no, don't. We're not legalistic. No, we do not. Um, but I, I do love the fact of what you pointed out there. 
there, there does need to be action. Jesus called the disciples to action. After said to Peter, Peter, do you love me? This is uh, after Jesus's crucifixion. Um, when this conversation happened, just kind of keep in mind um, that Peter had denied Jesus' existence three times. Peter had been asked from some people, hey, aren't you that guy that hangs around with Jesus? Nope, not me. Are you sure? We saw you with Jesus. Nope, not me. So three different times he denied him. After Jesus' resurrection, he comes and he's hanging out with Peter and he says, Peter, do you love me? Peter says, yes, Lord. Feed my sheep. It's an action word. It wasn't, oh, okay, well, just go home and sit on your couch and put your feet up and I'll see you in heaven later. There was action there. So, so guys, uh, the, the very action of getting up on Sunday mornings or maybe a Wednesday night or a Thursday night out of the boat, I'm not here to say that you're not getting to heaven. But what I'm here to say is God called you to more than those minute tasks. He, he's called us to be workers, he has called us in this time. Listen, if in the time of the Bible, when Jesus was saying to the disciples, look, look, the fields are ripe. Listen, if, if they were ripe 2,000 plus years ago, they, they must be like rotting on the vine ripe now uh, in, in our time. It's time for men who have been sitting on the fence to stand up and choose a side. Either you want to be in the game or you don't. And if you don't, what we want to remind you is you're really missing out on something special. Mm. We're not saying that if you've asked Jesus into your heart, you've, you've said with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, we're not saying you're going to hell if you don't get in the game. What we're saying is you're really going to miss out on some unbelievable, amazing things that only God can do. But I guess here's here's part of my question, and this is a question I've had before. Like, so if you don't have that desire to be connected at your church, if you don't have that desire to want to be uh, fellowshipping with other men, uh, so you don't want to be at group all the time, you don't have that commitment, if you don't want to be participating in those kind of things, like, but can you say that that person's saved? Because what you're saying to me is when they're saved, that the Holy Spirit dwells within them. Mm -hmm. So you're going to, so I guess that's always been kind of the question for me is, so you're going to have the most, the most powerful being in existence ever dwells within you but yet can't motivate you to want to skip a football game and make it to group? You know? I mean, I guess that that's what I, that's, that's the question that I have. I, I don't get it because a dead, a dead tree doesn't produce good fruit. All right? But a good tree doesn't produce dead fruit. All right, so again, the works for me is that I'm not saying that 
works is going to make, but it is the evidence of. Sure. I think that's a great way to put it. So, so if you're a guy out there, and even even for myself, even for us sitting here right now, if if you're going through the stage of, man, I really don't want to go to group, or I really don't want to go to church, or I really don't want to, I really don't want to put in the extra time for move the hills. I really don't want to, I don't want to wash the feet. You know, I don't want to like. I think you might need to be questioning where you're at. And I think you need to spend some time with the Lord to say, Lord, do I really believe? I think there are folks out there, um, if you're listening, this is really pointed to you. You don't know you're sitting on the fence. You think you're in the game. You come to church on Sundays. You do it to appease your wife or your mom. And what you find is you're just checking a box. You think you think you're going to heaven. You think that, hey, you know what? I'm going to get to heaven because, uh, well, I go to church and I'm a good person. Here's what I really want to remind you. Number one, um, the Bible says nobody is good. Uh, we are all from the very beginning, uh, a Genesis with, with Adam and Eve is we're all fallen. We're all tainted, if you would. The other thing of, you know, I believe in God. What I want to remind you is Lucifer and all the angels that he talked into rebellion against the one true God. Well, they believe in God too. So that's probably the one thing that we hear quite a bit about when we talk to men. Uh, you know, I'm going to heaven. I'm, uh, I'm a good person and I believe in God. Well, they might not like to hear the whole good person part, but when you hit them with the very fact of, well, what separates demons and the fallen angels all believe in God too, what separates you, now, they, now you have their attention. And I hope I have your attention, if that's you that are listening to this. I want you to understand Believing in God will not, will not get you into heaven. Because I got news for you. Lucifer will not be in heaven. The Bible is very clear on who he was, who he is, as he's still here. And he's not going to get there. The Bible describes him as being made perfect. He chose not that estate. He chose to come here. So what I want to encourage you guys is re-examine if you're in the game. Look at that. Look at that and, and think about, you know, am I really sitting on the fence thinking that I'm in the game? And then we can't push you off the fence. We can't push you off the bench and into the field. You've got to make that choice. Say, you know what? I want something more. I want something more in my relationship with Jesus and then act on it. Get up and move. Because that's what you saw the disciples do once Jesus rose from the dead. Let's think about this. There were 12 disciples. On Jesus' death, there were only 11 because Judas committed suicide. How many of those disciples were standing at the foot of the cross 
Only one. Where were the rest? They were all hiding because they thought they're going to come get us next. And then within days of Jesus' resurrection, those 11 were back with Jesus. And within those next 30 days that he was on the earth in his risen body, he basically gave them their work orders and they went out into the field and worked. If they knew it was all a lie, if they knew that Jesus faked his death, that somebody slipped him some drugs in the wine, and he really wasn't dead, he was just in a really deep sleep, all those people, they went out and they all died for a lie. If you want to do some research, you can go research that all the original apostles who followed Jesus uh, all died. They were all killed. Would they be killed for a lie? Of course not. Except for John. Except for John. So what I want to say to you all is, be like those early disciples. Get into the Word. Read the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Jump into the book of Acts. See what these people did once they were called by Jesus in the Great Commission. Go out and preach the gospel. Make disciples. That's really who out of the boat is. We want to go make disciples. We want to get men out of their comfort zone. And that's what Cast the Net podcast is really about. So one, one of the things I want to jump on that you had brought up um, is uh, so when you ask these guys, um, yeah, I believe in God. So what's the difference between you and, and you know, the demons? The difference is the demons shudder. Mm, yes. They have fear. I mean, think about this as a society. We've gone from way back when, when they wouldn't even speak the name of Yahweh because they didn't feel that they were worthy enough to even say his name, to now it's a curse word. Mm. That's where we've come as a society because we've lost that awe factor. You know, we've lost that shudder. We've lost that. Um, you know, if, if Jesus was standing in front of you, um, that fear of this being has the power to do whatever it is that he wants. And the demons know that, but his creation doesn't. And I think, and I, I think it's sad that his creation has lost any kind of awe of him. And they think that Christianity is a a weekend thing that they do to appease their wife or to appease their mom or just to check it off the box so that they can be religious. Yes, I air quoted that so you can um, <laughs> just to verify he did air quote religious. Right. Um man, that's just not like that's that's so far from what us as the created should be. I mean, we should long to be with him. We should long to want to um, do things for him. Um, And that's what kind of gets us back to the works. Like, you take you and I, for instance. I mean... 
if you have a buddy of yours ask you to help out for something, then yeah, you want to help. You you want to help. I mean, that was the thing about you moving into your new house. You know, you're moving into your new kingdom. Of course. I mean, you you want to be there to help and you want the process to go well. And you if you love that person, you want what they want. Some do we have that with Christ? Ooh. Now we're getting into some. I mean, do you truly deep, deep roots? Do we? Do you truly want what Christ wants, or do you want what you want? Great question. I mean, if you really sit down on your own, right? Do you, do you love what He loves, right? Or do you love what you love? I want to. I would just want to go back and touch on something. Um, Sean and I um, both came up under Pastor Ron Grubb, who was the founding pastor of Lancaster Community Church. And we love him dearly. He is a great mentor to us and a great friend. But in some of my early time uh, with Pastor Ron, the one thing that he really noted was uh, to touch on something we just talked about a little bit ago was that the demons knew Jesus and they shudder. Well, how, how does that occur? Well, let me just read John 1 for you. Um, if you got your Bibles as you're listening, this is John 1, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, New Testament. In the beginning was the Word. Every time you hear Word, if you want to, just put the name of Jesus in it. So in the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Jesus, through him, and without him, Jesus, was not anything made that had been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness apprehended it not. So basically what that's saying is, before there was ever anything that we would call earth or a universe, Jesus was. And so if you go back to, well, how do the demons know him? It's because he existed before anything was made. And so they recognize him from that. If you go into the New Testament, into the story um, where Jesus casts out uh, the demon that referred to itself as legion because they were many. Jesus had never met that man before, nor, you know, but it says that Jesus got off the boat and he was walking up on the shore. That man came out of the graveyard and came to him and said, what are you doing here, Jesus, before your time? Like they knew exactly who he was. Have you come here to torment me? Yeah. Before they, the time. The demons know what's coming for him. Mm -hmm. Everyone, uh, they know their time is short now, and they were probably pretty surprised to see him in the flesh walking up on that beach, and they did quiver. And, and that's one of the things I, I, I referred to it a little bit earlier in the podcast about being in a Laodicean age. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So they say that all the different ages, you know, for the different, the seven churches, there are different church ages. Uh, so, like the, you know, Philadelphian was the the open door church. 
Um, and Laodicean is a lukewarm church, and that's the church age that we're in right now. And they say it started somewhere around uh, the 1950s, right in there. Uh, they say the uh, open door church, uh, the Philadelphian church, uh, was around 1750s and 1950s. Um, so it's the last church age. Now, no one knows when he's coming back, so that I don't care all the different YouTube, you know, videos of this when it's going to be. No one knows because Scripture is very clear on that. But we are in the last church age. We're in the last letter that was written in in Revelation. So we're in the last church age, um, the lukewarm church age. Uh, so um, the devil's time, sh- or the you know. The enemy's time is short. So is ours. I mean, it can happen any moment. Let me ask you a question. You too, Adam. I'm I'm listening to this podcast. And I've been checking boxes for years. I'm married. I got a good job. I got a beautiful wife. I've got some young kids. I go to church every Sunday. I, I write a check for the offering plate that comes. But I'm not in the game. And, and the, I hear this podcast and I think, you know what? I think that is me. And now what do I do about it? So mm. what do you say? What do you say to me who's out there who recognizes, boy, you know, I'm not in the game. I am lukewarm. What can I do? For me, honestly, the first thing you do is you get on your knees and you repent. Mm. I mean, it's not, you know, hey, go volunteer more or hey, write a bigger check or hey, make sure you go to Wednesday night service and Sunday night service. No. You need to start a relationship and that relationship for me begins with humbling yourself in front of the Lord. This may not be politically correct, but for mocking God in the religion, religious state that you've been in, you need to repent for that. You need to repent. And, and look, we all have a list of things we need to repent for. So I don't know what this individual person would be, but go spend some time with the Lord because, look, we've talked about this before. All right, so when you wanted to court your wife, both of you are married, when you wanted to court your wife, did you do it by not speaking to them? Nope. I spoke to them all the time. Her. Right. Right. One wife. I have one. Right. Okay. (laughs) I Um, spoke to her all the time. So how how are you going to create any kind of relationship without some type of communication? Exactly. Now, the one thing that's really awesome, so if if you use that kind of analogy, so the amount of time that you spent courting your wife, the amount of money that you spent courting your wife, the the amount of thought process you put into it, just the, the complete effort that you put into that. So do you put that kind of effort into pursuing God? You know, I mean, I can answer that and say, no, I don't. I mean, I, that's something I need to work on there. But here's the thing, though. How awesome would it have been for somebody to come up and hand you a book that explained everything about your wife that you could read? 
Now, if your wife's mom would have came up and said, Matt, here's a book that explains everything about joy. If you read this, it will guide you through your entire marriage, your entire relationship. Would you then take that book and set it on the counter and never open it? Wow. I'd imagine that book was about 100,000 pages, first of all. <laughs> but you, sure, I would. You know, I'd have, I'd have said, well, it might take me 25 years to read it all, but I'm going to do everything I can to understand her more. Mm. And I would have started in. That's the Bible. Mm. Yes, it is. That, that might be something out there that... Uh, you folks listening tonight, today, this morning, whatever it is you're listening to this, maybe you've never thought of. And I think with that, with the time you're spending with God uh, in prayer and in his word, you know, that's where he's going to call you out to do what he would like you to do. He's going to call you out to, you know, maybe do something in the church or maybe not, but it's the seeking after him and chasing after him is what's going to give you the opportunity to bear fruit and to have a desire to to do works to to show his love through multiple facets in your life but it all starts with that repentance and that that desire to know him and then to know what his desire for you is in this in this life in this world yeah and 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 spending time with him it's same as spending time with your wife. Like, you know um, your wife's voice. And if, let's, let's go further I mean, you with two that. have very common names, Adam and Matt. Right. right. If you guys are out in a crowd somewhere and you hear Matt, if you don't recognize the voice, you're not going to... So if you don't spend time with the Lord, you're not going to recognize that voice. There's many people out there who I believe the Lord has spoken to, but... They don't recognize the voice. Absolutely. I mean, I I gave this analogy one time. I'm a huge Disney fan, and the more you, more podcasts we get into, more people listen to, they'll find out that me and my family are huge Disney fans. Well, there are two people at Disney that have the same name, or, or not two people. There, there's multiple people there that have the two same names. That's mom and dad, mm. right? But now when you walk around and I hear someone say, Dad, I'm not turning around because I don't recognize the voice. Now, when my daughter says it, I turn around because I know her voice. So if you don't know Jesus' voice, if you don't know the Lord's voice, then I think this is where a lot of, a lot of people may get lost on things. I mean, they haven't spent time with enough enough intimate time with the Lord to to know His voice, and I think there's been a lot of times when guidance has been giving, or you know, He wants you to step out and and do something, and and you don't hear it because you don't recognize the voice. But the let way me, to do that is to spend time. Absolutely, and with that spend time, let me ask you with your guys' wives. When you spend more time with her, is your relationship better? I know mine is. Yeah. If I spend it depends on if you ask me time, or her that. <laughs> well, if, she, if you, you ask know. her that, it says uh, she may not. 
Cruz. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, at least for me, the more time I spend with just my wife and pouring into her, mm-hmm. the better my relationship is with her. Um, well, and, and, and also with that, the more you serve your wife, how's your relationship? It improves. I'm serving my wife. Yeah. She has a desire to serve me. Um, and when we do it without the expectation of the other, uh, I mean, things go great. Now, I'm an idiot, and I forget to do that all the time. But so, when you do that, it's great. And that, that feeds that relationship, a healthy relationship. And, you know, I mean, Jesus uses his relationship with God to compare your wife, husband and wife. So if he's able to use that to show you how you're supposed to treat your wife, then ultimately that same concept is going to be countless, uh, have a countless improvement amount when you're interacting with God and actually spending time with God. So uh, John 10 verse 27 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. To me, this is the, the next little piece. Is, it's very powerful. And they follow me. How many of us have heard Jesus' voice? We know that's him, but we don't follow him. Mm. Man, I've done that so many times. And I can tell you right now, that path that I went down when I didn't heed his voice is never good. And it's going to be, oh, man, it's, I don't want to do that. That's going to make me uncomfortable. I don't want to wash people's feet. That's going to make me uncomfortable. And I, and I, God I got, I, 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 I got a, I got a big, I got a big, uh, I got a big house payment, man. I can't give more money to the church. Hmm. Man, we're going on vacation here in a couple months. I got to be tight with the money. I can't, I can't give, you know, I'm, I'm busy. I'm a busy person. I don't have time to give more time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we do it all the time. So to go back to my original question to you both, if I'm out there and I'm on the fence and I recognize I'm not anywhere in the game, I, I, I'm not even on the bench. Like I'm in the parking lot eating <laughs> a hot dog and popcorn. <laughs> The way I get back into the game is I repent, I pray, I ask for forgiveness, and then I listen for his voice. Mm. And then I follow him. Right. I do what he asked me to do, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's you tonight, uh, we pray that this message has reached you. We pray that uh, you recognize that you've not been in the game. Um, We're grateful that uh, the Lord has uh, reached you through this podcast and brought attention to the fact that, hey, it's time to get off the fence, get in the game. We're grateful that uh, you're going to spend some time in prayer, asking the Lord to forgive you, and listening to his voice about what he wants to use you for. I assure you, if you ask God, what is it that you want me to do for you, Lord? He will respond to you. Mm. It might not be in a huge billboard on the side of the road. More than likely, as he does for most of us, it's the soft, still voice. The one that a lot of times, just because we have the radio on in the car when we're driving, that we miss. 
but he will give you guidance of what it is that he wants to do with your life for him and to glorify his kingdom. Well, I think that's a great wrap point there. Um, uh, I think this is a great, um, great topic. Um, I love this, this conversation. Um, and I pray that there's, you know, someone out there who needed to hear that. I mean, that's one of the things you, you said earlier before we started this. You're like, man, I feel the spirit. And, I, and man, I completely believe after this topic and this conversation, um, I, I really believe that there's somebody who's going to listen to this at some point in time and needed to hear. I will say this. If that's you, um, if you're the one that this message spoke to, would you please reach out to us and let us know? Yeah. Send us an email. You can reach us on Facebook, uh, Out of the Boat Ministries. Um, if you go to our webpage, uh, outoftheboatministry.com, um, you can send us an email there as well. But please let us know if that's you. We'd love to pray for you. Um, if there's anything in your life that we could help you with, we, we'd be more than happy to do that in your walk. We'd love to hear from you. Definitely, definitely. All right, gentlemen, I think that's going to be a wrap. Adam, can you close us up in prayer, please? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, first and foremost, we just thank you for this time that we can spend together uh, conversing about you and uh, speaking uh, to you. Lord, I, I thank you for the people who are listening, and I pray that they can see your will through, through our conversations. Lord, I pray that you can speak to them greatly through it, and I pray that you continue to uh, protect us and cover us as we continue moving forward in this podcast. And you'll have any name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Cast the Net, a production of Out of the Boat Ministries. For more information, follow us on Facebook at Out of the Boat Logan, or visit our website, outoftheboatministries.com.